Hi, this is Hugh Greenwood from the North Melbourne Footy Club, and you're listening to another episode of the Hashtag Kangaroos Podcast. Here is your host, Dean Basich. Welcome to another episode. My name is Dean Vassick. You can find me on X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it, at hashtag Kangaroos, Instagram, hashtag Kangaroos Podcast, TikTok, hashtag Kangaroos One. So tonight I was joined once again by Claire Cozzy to review our loss. Surprising loss. I'm oh, not so, so much surprising, but uh, surprising in the way we lost to the Melbourne Demons over the weekend. Um, what did we get out of that game? What did we learn? Can we can we beat Melbourne? I guess is the big question. They seem to have a psychological edge over us. There was a lot to go through. We talked a lot about it. Uh, so let's not waste any more of your time. Bring on Claire Cozzy to talk about it. Claire Cozzy, welcome to the show once again. We have a little bit to go through, and let's just start with your thoughts for the game. Obviously, really disappointing um, performance. We talked about it last week. We were up and about, both of us, and we're looking forward to it. But um, yeah, it was obviously not meant to be. And uh, yeah, fair to say, uh, me and you were both very disappointed on uh, Saturday night. Yeah, um, I don't know. It, it's it's probably a bit harsh, but, you know, maybe there's a word that's even deeper or has more impact or something for the word disappointing, I guess, because, yeah. you know, the history of North Melbourne's um, uh, inauguration into the league up until now, our record against those top four clubs of the top three in Adelaide, Brisbane and Melbourne is just becoming glaringly obvious um, to the point where there is questions being con- like raised about, are we just flat track bullies? Are yeah. we an authentic premiership contender? Um, and I think North had the ch- a really good chance on Saturday night to kind of put to bed some of those those questions and are kind of the ghosts that, that haunt <laughs> Um, us as fans, and I'm sure them as a club. So, um, yeah, not not a great feeling. Not a great feeling watching it, uh, there, particularly the, the second half. And then Sunday morning, um, yeah, it was just a bit, I don't know, it was a bit sad. I watched some highlights. I, I looked at the stats of the game. I looked at some press conferences of Eric Rocher and Crocker's press conference. And I know there's a couple of passionate North Melbourne AFRW fans that were sort of calling for Crocker's head or, you know, mm asking questions, I think, about the team, and I think rightly so. I think, you know, it hasn't been able to perform and step up against these um, these top sides. And, um, yeah, like I said, not being able to adapt and change into a different game plan has been my biggest criticism of North Melbourne is that, you know, if you do lose clearances or stoppages or if the handball chains do break down or, you know, if you keep on going into the corridor and it's not working and it's being turned over, what is the next kind of plan that you have um, to provide scoring opportunities? So, yeah, it's, it's not a good feeling. Um, you know, we're just fans and, and pretty passionate members. And I, I really hope, I know this sounds a bit harsh, but I really hope it's burning in the, um, in the group, in the playing group. And I hope ideally they come out to Adelaide and, and they have a different idea. But um, how did you see it? Yes, I mean, similar to uh, yourself. I mean, the back line, I thought, held up really well, again, yeah. which was probably the positive. And we started off the game really well, which is probably most even more disappointing thing. Like, yeah. generally, we're slow starters and fast finishers. Mm-hmm. This week, it was the complete opposite. We, were, we started off really well, uh, got a couple of nice goals. Uh, Nima Martin 
yeah. uh, got hooked off golf. Um, and Tess Curran kicked a long bomb. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was a bit stiff to concede that first goal as well. I didn't yeah. think that was good. I mean, that was bullshit. Um, and, yeah. and then it was, yeah, after quarter time, you could sort of sense Melbourne really lifted their pressure rating um, and intensity at the contest. And we sort of um, crumbled a little bit under that sort of relentless pressure. And uh, like you said, we didn't adapt to anything. Uh, we just tried to keep doing the same thing over and over again. And, uh, you know, I think we kicked one behind after quarter time, uh, which pretty much tells the tale. And I think that was right at the end of the game. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess, is it just psychological with these girls, yeah. you think? I mean, it seems like uh, Melbourne are probably in our head a bit by the looks of it. Yeah, it does look that way. It's 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 you're right. Like we did have a great start. It was it was quick, it was lightning, and then I think that fifty meter penalty and that three kick goals. I mean, I this sounds incredibly biased and people can feel free to disagree mm-hmm. with me. And I'm, people are like people are quite aware of the fact that I'm I like to be quite um you know, not one eyed. I like to provide different angles to sport and understand that, you know, passion is great, but it's also to look at things objectively. But I, I think Melbourne get some of the best tax in the system. I think they're very taken care of um, in a lot of ways. Um, you know, there's just a couple of incidences, I thought, that really played into the hands. I, Emma, Emma, you know, um, King was being held quite significantly 2v1 on the wing, and I just thought, how do you not see that? Like, how do you not see yeah. that type of – or just Melbourne, like, they fumble, 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 tackle, the ball releases, it's play on. Yet with North Melbourne, it seems like it's a – you know, in deficient disposal or it's holding the ball. I don't know. I Again, I, I maybe I should steer away from that because I, I could get yeah, pretty yeah. – We could keep going on it for a long time with, with the umpire and it's been absolutely atrocious. Yeah, it's, it's not been great. It's not to the highest quality. And to, I go, go back to your, um, like, question that you had before, is it, you know, is there a psychological uh, mental sort of game? And I, I have to say yes at this stage. It just seems like the damn wall – keeps on getting bigger and bigger and bigger and so when they did have that fast start and they were on top I thought this is amazing this is like you know we're really knocking down some of our own mental barriers and we're proving to ourselves that we are an authentic um contender but yeah like you said Melbourne to their credit absolutely smashed their um their pressure rating and I think especially around the source I think Tyler Hanks had a really wonderful game I think Shelley Heath um played really well on Ghana <coughs> So I think they they adapted. This is the thing, is that Melbourne at quarter time were able to understand what they needed to do to change our game plan and put the apply their pressure back onto us. Yet when these things happen to us, we don't have a plan B or a plan C, which I find pretty frustrating. Um, so I, I would have to say, yeah, not only did Melbourne have a psychological mental barrier over us, I do think it's just that echelon of the ladder. It's the Brisbane, Adelaide, Melbourne contingent that have this weird psychological maybe edge or something over this. So um, not ideal, um, but, yeah, probably the reality for the club. And I'm not sure how to address it, I guess, at this stage. Yeah, I mean, the personnel is what it is. I mean, we've only got uh, one injury. Maybe maybe Kim Rennie might be out this week, but we've really only got one major injury at the moment. Um, yeah. So that's not going to change too much. I mean, I guess the question is, um, should we be if we play them again? Let's say we play yeah. them in a prelim final. Yeah, we obviously need to change things. Do you yeah. think it's uh, the personnel that needs to change that we need to go a bit smaller? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I spoke to this to this off air, or potentially, I don't know when I spoke it to you, but I I, yeah. I don't know whether we can carry another tour like we did. I think that 
it was to our detriment. Um, I'd ideally like to see Brezhnehan slot straight back in to that back line um, and then provide that running carry. And I'd love to see like a Tess Craven push to half forward. Um, and I think that would push out, yeah, like a, an Emma King, a Sheila or a Randall. Um, I mean, you know, a Kim Rennie who's under a, a bit of an injury cloud at the moment, so I'm not sure what's going on there. But I, I just don't think the long bomb to the forwards worked. And, and there were a couple of times, you know, like Randall dropped a sitter and she could have turned around and, and swung and, and got a goal and that would have changed the momentum. And it's like anything, sports are... Well, it's a beautiful game. It's a cruel game. It's a moment of split seconds where you make decisions or you drop the ball and things happen. So, you know, I don't want to be too harsh, but I think if we play Melbourne again, I think we should, you know, nothing's worked at the moment to beat them. So why not drop down at all um, and use some pace and carry? Because I think having someone like Brezhnehan with her ability to, I think she's got a bit of a bigger foot on her as well. Like I noticed, I love Ashadale, but, when she's trying to long, like bomb long in the corridor, she doesn't have the full stretch of the boot to kind of get over the top. Whereas I think Brezhnehan does have, um, has that, I guess, that skill set to add to the team. So um, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of sweating on Brezhnehan being back for finals because I think she's a, she's a key out and a key mover of the ball. Um, so that's what I'd be looking at doing. I'm not sure, again, pending on, on Kim Rennie, what they might do against Adelaide this week, but... I feel like if I was Crocker, I'd be tempted to change something knowing that, um, you know, a, a top four position is on the line as we speak. So if we keep on doing the same thing, it's kind of redundant in a way. So to make some changes and, and throw around the magnets. What do you think? What's your kind of, I guess, opinion about that? Yeah, I mean, you talk about adaptability and you said Heath pretty much did a really good job on Ghana. Mm. We didn't... Should we be looking like, let's say, Hatchard's getting on top of us? Maybe putting a Mia King as a tagger, like, mm. and just throwing Jenna Bruton out of the centre square, and maybe putting her half forward, uh, yeah. just have it fast in the forward line, and maybe put Mia King as a run with role, trying to gate their best player, because Garner hasn't been tagged all year, and yeah. we kind of look lost. Um, yeah. And she's an important part of that midfield. You can obviously tell. I think uh, someone mentioned that uh, every time she gets over 25 touches, we seem to win. And every time she gets under 25 touches, we seem to lose. <laughs> yes. um, so, yeah, I mean, it's – yeah, we, we've got to we've got to try something a little bit different. And it starts this week against the Crows. Yeah. You know, we, uh, yeah, I think if Kimmy Rennie, Rennie misses, it might be a blessing, to be honest with you. We're just going with the two talls. Yeah, um, I, I think and, so too. I think it'd be really good to to test Emma and a king around the ground, and then, you know, like worst 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 case scenario, you can always chuck someone in the back line and the forward line to rock. Like that 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 is fine. We do have those, like an Eliza Shannon or someone like her, or a um, you know, like a Randall or a Sheila to rock in the forward. So I'm not, yeah, like I said, it, it could be actually quite beneficial to see whether this game plan has more, I guess openness to it like I think as great as our tools are and they're such an asset I think I wrote you know we pay quite a bit of rent by having so many tools so you'd want to get the aerial marks you want to get you'd want to get bang for buck when it comes to what they bring to the game because what they take away is the speed (laughs) and they take away and you can see that with Melbourne's defense like Godric kind of ran through us a couple times and they're all speedy. We, we were well aware of Melbourne's assets when we came to the game and how the fact that they can run and carry and, and use their pace and 
I just think that most for the most of the night, our forwards, our tall forwards, were basically useless. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, they were a target going forward, but you know, they had no impact on the scoreboard whatsoever, and and we played pretty off, a massive high cost um, in terms of game plan. Um, so. I think, yeah, I think the strategic point of view would be to, yeah, Rennie kind of stays and we keep her fresh and healthy and we try something new, I guess, would be the, the ideal situation. Even if small didn't do much, uh, they don't seem to be around the contest. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, we sort of played in the hands by long bombs and they'll get yeah. intercepts quite yeah. easy, but um, at least Lachlan didn't touch the ball no. after coming off um, three goals a week before. Uh, Neiman Martin, yeah. only the two touches again. Uh, Ruby Tripodi, only five touches. So yeah, it's got to be a balance. It can't just be the tools as well. I mean, there's got to be a balance. If they yeah. bring the ball down, they've got to at least have someone um, front and square. And, we, and like you said, we look very, we look kind of a little bit slow yeah. uh, in that full line. So yeah, maybe... Um, yeah, getting Jenna Bruton up forward as well. She can yeah. have a little bit of pace and just a bit of smarts as well. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting challenge. But, uh, yeah, do, do, uh, who do you think played well? I thought uh, Ash Riddell really battled hard all game. Uh, yeah. She had 30 odd touches. And, and the back line, all, all, all the, the whole six of the back line, I thought. Yeah, uh, I think the back really line did really well. Yeah, I think they were they were peppered quite a bit and held up really well. And I think Chad yeah. Ferguson and, and Ryan. I think someone wrote, you know, I think on Twitter asked me a question about, you know, is it a sign of our back line doing really well by holding them to, you know, 37, which is one of their lowest scores for the season? Or is it, you know, a testament to their back line by only holding us to like, you know, 13 points? Um, I think it's a bit of A and B. I think that we, you know, our backline has done considerably well with Zanka, Hall, Bannon. Uh, I know Taylor Harris didn't play, but it's it's a formidable forward line. It's got a lot of scoring power in there, so I think they did a really great job. I think Mia King again is just so relentless at the contest, and she, you know, I think she had correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure she had something like eight tackles and. Um, thirteen, I think oh, it was. thirteen. Okay. Oh no, that's it. I'm just looking at my AFR.com um, data here. I've got the wrong person, but I think yeah, Aaron, yeah pretty ph- phenomenal effort for for someone who who gets an, uh, her own ball as well. I think Erica O'Shea um, played pretty well as well. I think her running carry. I think she's growing with confidence every every game, which is nice to see. But I guess if you've got any time, North Melbourne fans, and and you kind of want to. You know, get into that. I think it is burning inside of them. And, and if you look at Erica O'Shea's yeah. post-match conference, she was very excited for her best mate um, to kick a goal. But apart from that, you can see how disappointed she is and, and how gutted she is in the background. And and you know, the opportunity kind of just slipping by the club. So I, I do have to admit, I found that found that a bit cathartic because I was in a pretty um, low place and, and feeling very sorry for myself. And it was nice to, I guess, nice is probably not the right word, but it was satisfying to see that the girls know how much this means and it's not, you know, just all laughing in games after the game. It's like, this hurts and we've got to build again from this and we've got to find out another way to now challenge. Um, so, yeah, I reckon Erica Shamir King and I think our back line had a pretty good job. Tess Craven's goal I think was really amazing, but, again, you didn't really see much of her afterwards. So, um, in terms of throwing the magnets around, you know, it, it really presents a really interesting opportunity for Crocker and Co. Because I think with the Brisbane Lion loss, it was such a close one and, and they all kind of bottled at the end. So I wonder whether Crocker and um, and the team make some changes and do something different against Adelaide. I really like the idea of, like you said, of 
of tagging Hatchard or, or um, Marinoff. I think you're right. They're so damaging. Why wouldn't you do something to um to kind of stop their stop their influence on the game? So I think that's a great idea. But um, who did you think played well? Yeah, I mean, yeah, like I sort of said, the back one really hard up really well. Um, I thought they were, they were fantastic. Erica O'Shea, you wouldn't think she's only played AFL football for 18 months. Yeah. She seems to be getting better and better each week. I love that tackle she did, I think it was the first quarter, yeah. where she absolutely cleaned up the player. She's quite strong yeah. for a skinny girl, but she doesn't have an ounce of body fat on her. No. Um, yeah, but... Um, yeah, I mean, outside of um, that, probably, you know, uh, Jasmine, Jazz uh, Garner battled hard, yeah. but couldn't get any space. Uh, still got 492 metres gained. I mean, we sort of say that uh, she got tagged out of the game, but she still had uh, 21 possessions and 492 metres gained. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's still not a bad game for, oh, <laughs> for yeah. a pretty... But, yeah, when you, when you think about the fact that, yeah, she was, like, tagged and she still was able to produce that sort of game, it was just... For me, it was the influence. It was the fact that her pressure kicks forward. Instead of having a nice, clean entry inside 50 or a clean, polished handball chain, it just felt like, yeah, she was in a lot of pressure to get the ball out. So her decision-making had like was just about sort of absorbing pressure and trying to make the right decisions. And, like, credit to Melbourne. that They did that all night. They were pretty relentless in enforcing our turnovers or forcing clangers and, you know, we – didn't do the uncontested game and try to fan it out and, and try and build chains of passages of play. We just sort of kept on kicking to the same places over and over again and and being mm. burnt. And, and you can do that against clubs like, you know, Carlton and GWS and, and Port Adelaide, who we have played in the past, but you mm. can't do that to top four teams. They'll burn you on, on, the, um, on the reply. So, um, yeah, look, it's a little frustrating that that is the – um, the result, but I'm hoping, yeah, that we change it up against Adelaide. Yeah, I mean, I guess the concern is Emma King's form. Um, that's still a concern. Yeah. It's been a month. Uh, she only took a, one mark on a weekend. She battled hard. She got eight tackles for the game, which is pretty good for her. How do you think we can get her back into form, you think? Do we um, do we just play, like, I mean, obviously for any depth, then she can just play ruck and probably define a bit of the football um, around the ground, or do you think we just um, isolate a deep forward against the, you know, maybe oh, Sarah Allen's a pretty good uh, yeah, fullback. So, so. That, this is a hard yeah. thing. It's not like they get any freebies against um, against Adelaide or with that with that back line. It's a pretty mm. decent back line. Um, mm. I don't actually know. I, I really, it's perplexing Emma King's journey because I thought as soon as we got sort of a sheer law, um, you know, that would alleviate a bit of pressure on her and and get her to play and flourish in the role. But I think it's done a little bit the opposite and the competition maybe has been to the the disadvantage of maybe um, of her form. I, I'm not entirely sure what to do with Emma King. I think she's a great rock. Um, yeah. I think on, in times, though, against Lauren Pierce, you can see Rennie and King struggling physically against Lauren Pierce. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a very good question, Dean. I don't think I have any short-term answers, especially against someone like, you know, Adelaide, who are going to be pretty ferocious after a loss and back in their hometown. I think there's nowhere to hide against teams like that. There's nowhere to, you know, get a 20 soft touches and a goal. I don't think that exists um, against a team like Adelaide. So I'm not sure. I, I guess that's, you know, a question for her line coaches and, and, and people that she works with. Um, what, is there anything that you would kind of specifically put into place? Um, 
Look, at this stage, I think the only way she probably could find form is just dropping behind the ball um, a little bit, um, just being a spare in the back line. Where she can just get her hands on the ball and just take a few uncontested marks. Uh, yeah, and hopefully she can find a bit of form. She is important to the structure of the team. Mm. But, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> if Kim Rennie's a fit this week, it's going to be interesting to see what um, they go with as far as team changes go. Yeah. How would you go with like uh, this week? Like um, we've only, I think, we're all up. We've only made like two changes for the whole season. We've had a pretty good team. Yeah. Um, yeah. Would you, what would you throw up in the air, or would um, you just? Um, I'd drop a tool. I definitely drop yeah. a tool. Um, Which one? Though? Yeah. Well, if Kim Rooney's yeah, injured, it makes it quite easy. But um, uh, gun to my head, probably a McKing. Like I, I probably yeah. have to be. Um, yeah, if I'm being ruthless about this, I, I'd definitely say maybe Emma King. Um, I'd probably, yeah, I'd drop her and, like, obviously Brezhnehan's not ready yet, according to the reports that we've got. No, she's um, not. In terms of who would come off the sidelines and who I'd probably plant in, none 100% stick out. Um, again, because we don't have the capacity to, to see how they're playing um, because of there's no VFL season. I mean, I don't know where Gavalis, obviously, who's been omitted due to form, not injury. Um, I don't know whether Gavalis gets another chance. Um, certainly she's earned it, I think, in terms of her uh, commitment to North and, you know, her being a key player in the team. So does Gavalis come back in and maybe play a, you know, high half forward role? And depending on how fit she is, does she could she come in and just play a pure tagging role if she's got the tank, or does you know? I, I guess I hundred percent will drop it all. hundred percent. If Cameron's fit, then I drop Emma King, and I would put in an Ali Gavalis. I just don't know where structurally I'd put Ali Gavalis because I don't know whether if I put you know a Mia King or a someone else to tag Hatchard and Ebenoff and then therefore move Bruton there. And But I think, I, I think I'd definitely go Ali Gavalis. How about you? What would you throw up in the air? Yeah, I definitely want to see her back in. I'd probably get, uh, drop Martin again. Yeah. Uh, not not again, but um, only another two touches for the game. I know she kicked the goal in the first quarter, but, um, yeah, she she got one touch for the rest of the game and one tackle Yeah, um, with seven metres gain. That's... Yeah, that, that's not going to be enough. Um, so I'd definitely put her in. Um, and pro- look, if I'm going to drop a tour, probably would be Kim Rennie. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd like to keep Emma King just yeah. because I know the potential she's got. Yeah. And I'd probably go uh, that ahead of uh, Kim Rennie, who we've seen her ceiling. It's yeah. not as high as Emma King's. So I've got to. Yeah, you got to try and find form uh, for these good players. I mean, form is temporary, class is permanent. Yeah. So yeah, I'll I'll definitely um, probably go down that path. If Kim Rennie's not fit, it makes it a lot easier. Yeah. But if she is, I'd still probably um, yeah take her out of the team and have Kate Shiller as a second ruckman uh, pinch it, and you can oh, swap okay. her in. Yeah. yeah, I was like, who's going to pinch it with her? But yeah, okay. So you put Shiller in and for for time periods of the game. Yeah, I mean, you are right. I, I do think I do tend to agree. Here. I think Emma. King has a bigger ceiling than Rennie. I just don't know whether in terms of athletically and mobility-wise, my only issue with King was that I don't know whether she gets the ground, around the ground in rucking contests as much as Rennie does. But at the same time, if, yeah, if Kate Shearlaw's 
pinch hitting and helping her out here and there, then maybe that wouldn't be an issue. Um, but, yeah, it's – I mean, look, we're in a very good position that we have um, these problems to talk about and, and to bring Emma into mm. form. Like, realistically, and Emma King has not had the best five weeks and, and has probably gone a little unnoticed given that we've been winning games. But now that the, the heat is on and that we're playing top top teams, it's, it's becoming a little bit more – abundantly clear what she's kind of lacking in providing to, to the club or to the side. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I do, I have to agree, I do want to see a hard tag on either Marinoff or Hatchard. I think um, mm. that would show maturity and growth in the coaching team as well. I think we've been very used to, you know, North just playing the one game plan and if that doesn't work, then we then we you know, we lose, whereas it'd be nice to see them like, oh, well, we are tagging and then we will drop a tall. Like, it'd be nice for North to experiment with all these strategies before finals hit. Therefore, we can kind of tweak and play around what worked and what didn't work as opposed to just going with the same game plan over and over and over again. So, um, yeah. It's, it's easy to plan against, isn't it? Because if we keep doing the same thing over and over again, the teams know what they're what what you are uh, yeah. throwing at them, and good teams will um, adapt to that, and yeah, yeah. and yeah, and and plan for that. So yeah, we just got to be yeah a bit more yeah I, I guess different, and um, yeah just a bit use the width of the ground a little bit more, just, not just uh, expect to go through the corridor and you know and, and you know uh, yeah get hit a target all the time. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you can get burnt the other way. I know we've got good structures in place and good defenders that uh, can stop a big score, but eventually it's going to catch up with you. And yeah, um, yeah. And you're probably not going to, yeah. You're probably going to find it hard to score it yourself, like we did on Saturday after quarter time. I'm kicking one behind. Um, yeah, it was it was pretty pretty disappointing. I guess one thing. I, you know, uh, could we throw if she if uh, Jazz Garner gets another tag this week? Uh, they've got that little pocket rocket. I think her name's Martin, um, who does sometimes play a close chicken role. Uh, could uh, we throw Garner maybe forward, and yeah. like we did against Brisbane a little bit in the in the finals last year? Yeah, I think that's a wonderful idea. I think that she's a natural in front of goals. I know when she used to play at um, St Kilda. The Sharkies back in the VFLW, she was a natural forward. You know, she was like a kind of like they used to call her plugger because she was this big. She's she's dropped a fair bit of weight between um, Nell and and what she used to play in the VFLW. And I'm, I don't mean any disrespect. I just mean that you know the the life of an athlete was a bit different when you're 21 and not getting paid as opposed to playing AFLW. And um, she's a natural forward. She she get she has a good goal sense. So I think. That would be a, a really good idea. I know even Bruton also has the capacity to kick goals. So the, the thing about North, and I guess it's frustrating for fans, is that as fans, we know that all these players have such versatile assets. We know that they can go forward. We know we can push them back or do things. And yet we're not seeing Crocker and his coaches make those changes. So I think Adelaide's a real opportunity. Yeah, like you said, if, if Garner goes to the centre and, and she gets tagged, it's like, okay, well, within the first five minutes, we're going to push her forward and we're going to isolate her. And she's great in one-on-one. We know that she can take a contested ball. We know the um, you know the influence of her kicking and her handball skills and how important they are. So, yeah, like it, I feel like instead of Crocker being dictated to, it could be really good for him to fight back and like, well, you want to do this? This is what we're going to do to counterattack or... You know, we're going to put someone on Hatchard and we're just going to roll around with her. She doesn't have to get a, a single touch all day as long as we negate 
her influence in the game. We know how um how important that will be. So yeah, I'd be I'd be interested to see Ghana, you know, playing more of a full forward or a half forward role. I think that could be really beneficial to the team. Yeah, I mean, I guess just uh, trying a couple of different things. We, we're not saying uh, throw the baby out with the bathwater, but it's just, yeah, we just got to adapt a little bit better than uh, Richard on a weekend, um, yeah. which was, uh, yeah, I mean, you could even throw a, a honey Bowie in this weekend, even throw Emma Carney in the midfield for spells. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, she's one of the best midfielders in the competition until she moved uh, into the back line. So, yeah, yeah that's it's right. definitely. It's making the opposition think about you rather than, uh, you know, the opposite way, really. So, yeah, do you think we can beat the Crows, uh, who are coming off a loss against the Lions this weekend? Um, big game. Obviously, Edwin losing is probably dented their chances of the top four. Yeah. And, yeah, we should we should uh, finish top four, but uh, we could get a home final if we win this week. Um, so it's an important game. Um, do you think we can beat them? Uh, <laughs> truthfully... Uh, and I never say this, I always say that we have a chance, but um, no, nah, I, I think Crows on the road is the hardest fixture in the game and then also off a loss against, um, you know, Brisbane. I think it would be very, it would it would be the greatest win of North Melbourne's AFW history if we went on the weekend. So uh, I'm, I'll be stoked. I'll be really happy if we're able to do it. Um but I just feel like um, there's a bit of a lack of confidence um, given, you know, the loss to Melbourne. I think travelling to Adelaide, um, you know, Adelaide Crows are in a bit of form. So, yeah, I, I can – I don't like backing against my team, but um, realistically uh, I'd be pretty happy to get within three goals of Adelaide Crows this weekend. I'd be pretty – I'd almost, I wouldn't say it as a win, but I, you know, I'd see a three, a less than three goal margin as a, as a fairly decent, um, I guess, game against the Crows. How do you feel? I hope you're a little bit more optimistic than me. Oh, I am. I think we'll beat them. So. What? Oh, wow. Okay. What, like, are you, are you a type of North Melbourne fan that thought though that North Melbourne could win? All their games last year, like, are you being realistic, or like, what's the? Uh, no, well, if you listen to my podcast about the men's, you'd probably realise that I wasn't that optimistic <laughs> about them. No, I'm more optimistic about these girls. Okay. Uh, I just I watched the Crows last week, and I watched them a few times this this season. I haven't been overly impressed. I don't think they're as strong as last season. I know yeah. their records uh, suggest they are. They got a good win against Melbourne. I'll give yeah. them that. But Melbourne looked a bit flat uh, that game. So, mm. and I thought I thought they should have lost by about four or five goals to the Lions in the weekend. They played one decent third quarter. Mm. Uh, they got a very good coach, um, Matthew Clark. Yeah. Um, but outside of Marinoff and Hatchard, they don't have. You know, their back line is quite solid. Mm. I mean, we can't score against them if if we use the ball well. Um, mm. That's the big if. But and we did. Pretty well against them last season. We um, we started off really well, but we we had a couple. Well, I think Sarah Wright had a brain fade in the fall in the back pocket. Yeah, we should go away. Oh my god! <laughs> yes, actually, yeah, distinctly on the boundary line. Yeah, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, look, I, yeah. I love your optimism. I think that's that's great. I, to be fair, I didn't watch much of the Adelaide and the Brisbane game. Um, I. Yeah, I'm sort of too nervous actually um, for the for our game later on that night. Um, yeah, I, I just I, I do feel like Adelaide grow legs when they play at home. I do feel like they're a much better. Ugh, 
Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> no, he's, he's getting angry at my prediction. He doesn't like me backing against him. Yeah, I, I don't blame him. Yeah, no, I, I, don't, I don't love myself for this. I really don't love myself. Again, when I looked at the fixture at the start of the season, I did the wins and losses, and I said this is the only loss of the season. I, I genuinely predicted everything else. I think that's no, a win, no. chuck it in. But I thought, look, if they're ever going to drop it again, because I, I don't really believe <laughs> In, you know, form comes in and out, and injuries and things like that. I think that this is one of the hardest fixtures is playing Adelaide away towards the back end of the season when they're finding a bit of form and getting into finals. So, look, I'd absolutely stoked to be proven wrong. I think, like I said, it would be probably, if not, our biggest um, AFW win up there in our top five mm-hmm. um, if we're able to knock them off. Like I said, I do think we have the talent. I just think it's... <laughs> Our biggest, our biggest fear is is the mental barrier that we have to face. It's it's climbing over that you know mental wall that we've created for ourselves to say that we we belong here. We belong to play these top teams. We are a top team. Um, we belong in this echelon in the ladder. So yeah, I'd be pretty, I'd be pretty happy. What so what? How how much do you think we'll beat them by? Do you think it'll be like a four goal or be a bit closer? What's the uh, I wouldn't go that high. About eight points, I okay. think. So yeah, that, yeah. No, I'm, I'm confident that uh, Crocker will adapt. Um, that the coaching staff will adapt yeah. and throw a, something a little bit different that we, we me and you probably haven't even talked about um, today. So, yeah, I, I'm confident um, that we can bounce back. Uh, it's a, like you said, it's about belief. Yeah. And we just, um, yeah, we just got to believe that we, can, you know, we're good enough to beat these teams. I, I think Melbourne's a whole different kettle of fish. Yeah. I think they got in our head. Um, they've gotten in our head. I don't think Crows are in our head. And, yeah, I, I think if you can uh, nullify Hatchard and Marinoff mm. uh, in that midfield, I think we can, um, yeah, we, we give ourselves a really good chance. And, you know, if, if they're getting on top early, I, you know, I'll, I'll definitely look at uh, throwing a tag and maybe putting me a king mm. on um, on her. So, yeah, if we, if we use the ball quite well, um, yeah, I think we can, um, yeah, get, certainly, uh, yeah, cause it. Uh, I guess an upset, but uh, yeah, get the win. So, yeah, time will tell. I guess Claire, um, no yeah. time like this week to turn it around and um, yeah, and uh, yeah, finish second on the ladder. I guess because we got uh, Bulldogs last game, which is pretty much just um, yeah, a bit of a uh, hit and giggle almost. Uh, yeah, I did look at that fixturing and I thought you know that might be nice for two reasons. One. Uh, if we needed a percentage boost, uh, and this is, sorry to be, this sounds disrespectful to Western Bulldogs, but just where they're at the moment as a club, you know, as North Melbourne supporters, I'm sure that we can, we can empathise as the men's team. But, yeah, they're in they're in a whole restructure of the club, and I think I looked at that, I was like, that's a really good opportunity just before finals to either tune up different game plan strategies, play around, you know, in the midfield by putting Carney in for five minutes, chucking Bruton, maybe high half forward. So I really like that we've got that bit of experiment kind of, I guess, last round where you can play around and tweak a couple of things before heading into finals. But um, I think if we get over the Crows this week, it'll be a huge, I guess, mental kind of obstacle that we'll climb over. And I do, I do agree with what you said before. I do think Melbourne are more in our head than all the others. Um, that just seems to be, yeah, like a very – that's a whole different other <laughs> kind of game between Melbourne and us. That's a that's a, another thing. Whereas, yeah, ideally with Adelaide, we go in fresh. We go in knowing that if we make changes and adapt and use different game plans and strategies that we can win against them and it's it's not all in our head. But um, 
don't know. I just, I'm just nervous about these games. I really get nervous going away and travelling and, yeah, I miss the fortress of Tassie. I always feel comfortable when I play down Tassie. If we're playing Adelaide and Tassie, I would have said, yeah, us by four goals. Um, smash <laughs> But, um, yeah, I just feel like Crows get a bit more unified after a loss and in their home grounds. And I do agree, though. If we, if we nullify the impact of, of someone like a Hatchard and, and Marinoff and are able to provide enough scoring opportunities to our forwards, because the thing is... If we get the ball in well, if we get it to our forwards and, and we are able to create opportunities for them, that, you know, Elisa often does come into the game, Bella Eddie and all these things. It's just about being clean with the ball use and, and fanning out and spreading and creating opportunities. So, yeah, I mean, I, I so want you to be right. I so want you to be right, Dean. I'm really, really, really hoping because I think it would be a huge confidence boost to get a win over the Crows heading in uh, into finals. And ideally, yeah, like you said, get a... um. Get up in final would be quite a quite a huge thing, wouldn't it? Be a nice boost. I remember this last time we were talking about the season. We were talking about how we finished, I think, like eighth or seventh, and Tigers got a double chance. So um, that was crazy. At least this year we'd give ourselves the opportunity to to have the double chance and and really have a crack of one of those um, top four teams before ideally heading into grand final. Hey. Yeah, yeah, well, that's that's the whole that's the whole idea of it, I guess. Uh, at least the prelim, um, yeah. get into that, and then go from there. I suppose it's anyone's game; it's a knockout uh, game from there on. So, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see how we go. Um, so, yeah, that's it, uh, Claire. Uh, unless you want to add anything else, uh, no, that's all I just, uh, thank you for this time, Dean. It's it's really cathartic to to talk to people and listen and and chat to people about North. It's it's a journey. I, I still believe in flag roos. I still think we have the list and the talent and, and the and the structures in place to do it. It's just um, got to be patient and hopefully, like you said, we can get that, that win over the Crows this weekend. That'd be amazing. Yeah, let's hope so. Hopefully we can uh, bounce back and yeah, get our season really going. Yeah. Uh, well, Claire, I appreciate you coming on. I know you've got dinner plans tonight. You've probably got to get ready. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really appreciate you coming on. I'm sure I'll chat to you next week, hopefully uh, after a win. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Thanks so much for your time tonight, Dan. I really appreciate it. So thank you very much to Claire Cozzy for coming on the show. So there was a lot to dissect after that loss. And hopefully the girls uh, learn a lot from a loss because you tend to learn a lot more from your losses than you do from your wins. So hopefully we can have a bounce-back performance against the Crows this weekend. That's it for tonight. Once again, thanks to all you lovely listeners for all the likes, retweets, and comments you all put out on the show. It's much appreciated. I couldn't do this podcast without your support. If you can leave a rating review on your favorite podcast platform you use as well, that would be awesome. It would go out to more North supporters. So I will be back later in the week, either Thursday or Friday at this stage. I've put out a mailbag question on X, um, so check out my timeline if you want uh, to get a question answered. I'll probably get a guest on as well um, to answer the, your questions, so put that out. I'll put it out on uh, Instagram as well, so yeah, um, get your questions in. Anyways, that's it. So tonight, I will leave a shout out to Public Law Junkie, at Public Law, Law Junkie on X. Bye for now, and go Roos.